Hi, we're the Mind Body Couple. I'm Tanner Murtaugh. And I'm Anne Hampson. And this podcast is dedicated to helping you unlearn neuroplastic pain and mind body concerns. Welcome to our podcast today. Hi, everyone. Today, we want to talk about a special topic and actually a topic I'm surprised we haven't talked about sooner than this, Um, but we want to talk about hope. Yes, hope. Mm -hmm. Such an important thing when we're healing. And I think for just living life in general, having a sense of hope for the future can be just healing for our nervous system. It can be healing. It can allow us to lean into life yeah, and not be in this kind of dark despair mode. For sure it can. And I know for some listeners hearing the word or topic hope might be a bit scary or overwhelming because I think in the beginning of our journeys or recovery, we get scared to hope. Yeah. Yeah. This, this hope disappointment cycle happens. Yeah. When we're recovering from chronic pain or chronic symptoms, where we see a new practitioner, mm-hmm. they're like, okay, you know, this is what's wrong with your body. Mm-hmm. And we do the treatment and then we don't get better. I remember this. It's, it's an awful cycle to be in. I remember I just went to physiotherapist after physiotherapist after chiropractor, going to specialists and, you know, trying to figure out what was going on. Mm-hmm. And now we get hopeful. Yeah. And then I would be like greatly let down. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, this was before kind of I was on more of a mind body journey and understanding this. But this is why when we have chronic pain and symptoms, we do end up in this like complete shutdown mode. Yes. Where we are just in despair. We are lost. Our nervous system is just completely dysregulated because we don't see hope. Yeah. And I think this is part of the issue with the medical system yeah. in the sense that, you know, when we have this belief about our chronic pain or symptoms being a physical issue, there's something wrong with the body, that's what's causing this. But then you look at the success rates for solutions, they're, they're awful for a lot of people. Yeah. And so it's really easy to get into this hopeless, helpless place where we're shut down. Right. And it makes sense for that hope to keep getting shut down over and over again if we're seeking in the wrong places for the pain. Yeah. Yeah. And I think for a lot of people, once you're several years into your pain or your symptoms being there Mm -hmm. and you've tried a lot of the treatments, you've finally gotten in after that year wait to see the specialist and yeah, it's just, it's just this really dark feeling. And I remember that just being so shut down and you probably remember this too, man, where I would just stay in our apartment, Mm -hmm. wouldn't leave, Mm -hmm. mindlessly dissociate and just watch TV because I didn't see any hope. No. A lot of the practitioners that I saw were basically telling me that I needed to accept that I'm going to be in pain for the rest of my life. Yeah. And so, and that makes sense. It's like, why hope when we're hearing those things? And so I'm not surprised that you went into that state, Janet. 
Mm-hmm. And so when we tell people, okay, for this to work, you need to have hope. No wonder it's like, what? No, I, I can't do that. Yeah, it's a it's a hard thing to ask of people. Yeah. And hope will grow over time on the journey. And there's going to be bumps. I think yeah. it's important to know that too, that your healing is not going to be linear. No. It's not like you're going to find out about this mind-body approach. Mm-hmm. You're going to do it for some months, maybe you know a couple of weeks, if you have really high hopes, and it's just going to like cure everything. It, it, it's a process. Yeah. And yeah. There's got to be hope paired with a little bit of acceptance. Yeah. And just short-term acceptance mm-hmm. that there are going to be bumps in the road. Yeah. It's happened. I've had setbacks take place over the years. Mm-hmm. But over time, I've learned better and better to work through them. And so something that I'm curious then, um, it's one in your story with Hope Tanner, but also how did you get Hope initially? Yeah. And I think when I think back, there's a few key moments that took place. And so one of them, when I was working at a university wellness center, Mm -hmm. and I had just gone back to work and... Like I was in despair, if you remember this time period. And I was in despair. I was going to work. I was like lying down on the ground in my office in between sessions. Yeah. My back would just be so painful. My hips would just be locked up. Yeah. And I remember I was just starting to learn about some of this stuff. Just starting to learn about a mind-body approach. I don't even think I had read any of the books yet. Mm-hmm. But... I was open to it and there was a little bit of hope. And I remember I was working late at the university. And so before my last session, I lied down on the ground and I was just doing kind of like a meditation of sorts. And it wasn't planned, but I just had this urge of really visualizing my future life with hope. So I visualized us being together and being happy. I visualized us having a child one day and me caring for that child. And I really vividly visualized it. And I remember in that moment, because my back pain was probably, well, so many years ago, but it was high. It was probably like an eight out of 10. Um, the reason I was lying down on the ground and it just like completely dissipated. Wow. That's in that moment. And it's a kind of unbelievable, even as I mm-hmm. talk Were about it now. Were you surprised? Oh, like you weren't expecting that no, to happen. No, I was, I was blown away. And I'm still early on learning about this, but yeah. this was also a huge piece of evidence yeah. for myself. I was like, there is no way there's something wrong with my body at this point. Okay. And all that took place is hope. Hope's create a real pleasant sensation inside for people. Yeah. It, you know, not many people hate the feeling of hope. It's yeah. a it's a pleasant sensation. And I think I got this safe and connected state yes. so quickly. And I don't know what clicked that day because I had tried that in the past and nothing mm-hmm. had happened. But that day, for some Something reason, worked. the stars aligned and it yeah. just all happened. And the pain just completely shot down. Now, 
a couple hours later it came back it wasn't like it was <laughs> what? yeah it doesn't and when it came back were you hopeless that it came back or what was happening i was there? frustrated but yeah. it was also a huge moment yeah where i knew what was probably taking place mm. and that gave me a tremendous amount of hope that moment yeah that my brain and nervous system was able to do this yes and it's acknowledging that because i think we can get like frustrated for the pain return to symptoms return that doesn't last forever but it's knowing okay it can go i did experience this i did that hope was helpful yeah. and holding on to that because you're right it's not linear and if we hold on to it and we're like oh this happened but now it's back down into despair it doesn't always work that way mm -hmm. yeah and it can take time yeah to cultivate yeah but that was a big moment and i think there was another moment where and this was farther along mm -hmm. so i was starting to do some of the work some of the emotional work some of the exposure work with my pain and, and widening my world. And I had found, I can't find this guy's YouTube videos anymore. He didn't have like a, like more like a channel like I do, mm -hmm. uh, where, where he was posting consistent. He just posted like a, a seven part healing kind of journey, uh, for, for mind body issues. And I remember I just watched those videos like, all of the time. Why? Like, what did it like? What did it make you feel? It just brought a sense of hope. Yeah. In in a really big way that this guy and I can't even remember what pain symptoms he had, but he had pain, and I completely gone away hmm. using a mind body approach, and that's it. I think that's why people seek out success stories. Yeah. And that's really useful. Yeah. You know, like. There's a TMS wiki site that mm -hmm. has like lots of people just share theirs. Curable has some good ones on on their podcasts, like yeah. success stories that are pretty well done. But it's it's listening to those. That's really beneficial. We need to understand that not only are pain or symptoms neuroplastic or a mind-body issue, but that they're reversible. Yes. That's the other piece that we're building hope around. Yeah is that it's not just that it's a brain and nervous system issue, but that it can be reversed. Yeah. And it's important to, like you're saying, it's important to lean in to that belief that it is reversible. Mm -hmm. Because if we have a sliver of it, but we're more leaning into the doubt and the fear and all those other pieces, then that sliver might not be enough. So it's, I like that, exploring, okay, where do I get that inspiration? exploring those other stories what makes me feel hopeful and using that over and over again almost like a tool yeah yeah one of the other things i when i really think about it that i did a lot of and i we haven't talked about this that much but i've really visualized myself healing mm -hmm. and especially in those first couple of months when i was doing this work i probably did that an hour a day what did that look like? Like literally visualizing yourself healing? Yeah. So what it would be in, you know, different images are going to work different for people. Um, for myself, I, I really visualize my brain and nervous system being able to rewire. Okay. Because I had come to that idea through, through Dr. Schubiner's book. Yeah. And I visualized that I was going to be able to rewire my brain and nervous system. 
But not only that, I visualize myself being able to use my body again. Okay. And that can be scary and hard for some people. So we have to tread lightly. Mm. But I did. Like I visualized myself being able to have this full life. A big fear of mine was not being able to, if you remember back and a big fear of mine was not being able to take care of children yeah. if we had them or yeah. lift them. I remember that. I was terrified of that. And so there was a lot of visualization of being able to do these fun things with my future children mm. and being able to use my body. And that's it. Visualization has, can have, it's not the full picture, but it can have a huge impact in teaching our brain and nervous system that that's possible. Yeah. I like that you mentioned that tenor because it's true. Visualization can be really powerful. And so it's this understanding of what do we want to feed to our mind? What do we want to feed to our thoughts? Yeah. And I really, if you get good at it, you can get to this place where you're leaning into the nice sensations yeah. of visualizing your yeah. healing. And that's a great place to be because, you know, of course, a big part of this work is attending to unpleasant things. Mm -hmm. It is, whether it's your emotions, your nervous system, your pain or symptoms, there's that element. But we also want to teach our brain to lean into pleasant sensations. And visualization is a great way of doing that. Yeah, for sure it is. When I think of my story with Hope as somebody that was kind of watching you go through this, I think you talked about hope growing, hope building. And I think for me, it did grow and it did build as I saw you have more hope. Um, I know I've mentioned this in like other podcasts, but a big thing for me in terms of hope, I think it was a decision. And we had our wedding and we got married and you were just finding the mind-body solution at that mm -hmm. time. Um, so there was like that sliver of hope. But I think after we got married at that point, I made a decision to believe. I made a decision to hope. And it was almost intentional of like, okay, I'm going to have hope that Tanner can get better. We can recover. I made a decision to do that. Yeah. And that was really powerful for me because there's that fear like you were talking about of like, I don't want to be let down. I don't want if things don't get better or change. What you're talking about with the medical system, I had that fear spiral as well. But I had to make a decision to, I'm going to let myself believe because we can hope hope will come or we can intentionally be like, okay, I'm going to decide to yeah. lean into hope now yeah. and take that leap. Yeah. And I like that. It is, it is a leap, mm -hmm. especially for people with chronic pain or symptoms, but also as, as a couples, yeah, you know, we both had gone through hell dealing with that for yeah. years upon years. And yeah. there were some pretty dark moments at points mm -hmm. where there really wasn't much hope. And so I like that it, it is a choice and a decision to kind of lean into that. Mm -hmm. We have to mention our cat is currently upstairs. If, I, if anyone hears that making noise. <laughs> yeah, if you hear that little ticking noise upstairs, our, our cat Hermione, she keeps finding these beads. Oh my gosh. I, know. I, know, I don't I know. know it's she, our son's toy. She's is that finding, what it is? Yeah, she's taking our son's toys out of his bedroom and playing with them. Yeah, just runs around the house. And so if you hear this like 
ticking going on. That's what's happening is upstairs. Hermione is having a great time. She, she's full of hope. Talk about, talk about hope. She's like so happy. Oh yeah. Which is, it's funny because um, this is a big side segment, but we talked to, there's a podcast of ours that's like, be more like, and maybe we need to have some that's like, be more like Hermione. Be yeah. more like she Harry. Like <laughs> um, but yeah, I think like, it's okay if there's a bit of fear. Mm-hmm. trying to do this of course that's pretty hesitation. normal you're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna segue that um yeah. like it, it's gonna be hard yeah and it's something that's cultivated over time yeah but it's important to cultivate it and i mentioned that hope can be a tool intentionally think of like okay do i have hope how do i get hope is hope throughout my day think of it as something that we want to use yes yeah, and I think the different ways we've described so far, like visualization. Yeah. I recommend that to people. That's a really beneficial thing. Visualizing your symptoms dissipating, visualizing you being able to do what you want in life, mm-hmm. visualizing being able to live this full life, both pleasant and unpleasant, but being able to do that. That was a really important aspect of my healing yeah. as I was going through this and i think the other thing that we've mentioned is leaning into inspiration Mm -hmm. finding things that inspire you yeah or things that used to inspire you and so because when thinking about like how do we maintain hope if we're feeling like we're losing hope a bit go back to where you had hope Mm -hmm. with that inspiration yeah yeah and sometimes that could be in the form of success stories yep but sometimes inspiration is like having a dream or having a goal you want to work towards mm. or having you know an activity that you want to start doing that you're passionate about for you what was your inspiration i know you mentioned like thinking of kids and family but what was your hopeful inspiration yeah there was there was that um i think at the time because i had put off my my graduate degree mm. because of my pain like i had gotten in this is a funny story in and of itself. Well, it's funny now. It wasn't funny then. <laughs> I got into school. I can't remember how many times it was because I kept having to reapply. Right. I, I think it was two or three times. Yeah, it was yeah. definitely, so I like applied like right after my undergrad mm-hmm. to go do my master's in social work. Got in, but the pain was too high. Right. So I like deferred it. Yeah, that's what happened. I deferred it. But then it was still too high that year and you're only allowed to defer one year. And yeah. so then I had to reapply. So I think part of the hope was I imagined myself being able to do this graduate yeah. degree, sit in classes, like sit yeah. in a chair for eight hours. That seemed impossible to me at certain points. When you're allowing yourself to like hope and believe that, even though it seems scary and impossible, what helped you start to lean into that more as you would picture that? Yeah, I think there was the fear, and I attended to that too. Yeah. Like I attended to the unpleasant mm-hmm. and the, the fear and maybe the, some of the sadness around not being able to do that. Mm-hmm. Like we need to give that space as well. Yeah. But I also leaned into the fact that I was going to be able to do this mm-hmm. and I would visualize myself being able to complete school. Yeah. And that was a huge thing that I was moving towards. And it was scary. It was terrifying at points and i remember um 
the day before I started my master's, I'd been out of pain. I don't know, probably a year and a half or so. Like my back went out like <laughs> the, day, <laughs> the day before. And I knew I was like, there's just no way. Yeah. Um, and it faded after like a week, it just faded out. But, but I did it anyways, because I had the faith at that point mm. and the trust that, you know, I know what I'm dealing with and this will fade out. Yeah. But that was a big inspiration. And so it's finding not just people that inspire you and success stories, but also what inspires you in life. Yeah. Because you're not just healing chronic pain and symptoms to be free of chronic pain and symptoms. Mm -hmm. That's not it. We're doing it for a reason. Whatever your goals or your aspirations are in life, that's why we're doing this. Well, and it's you're right. It's holding on to those goals. I think of, and actually, I've never done this myself, and I'm like, why not? Because I, I like this idea, but a lot of people are really into doing vision boards of oh, like yeah. what they want in their life or what they want in their relationship. Yeah. But I think that's a great idea of like, okay, what is my vision board of me being without pain oh, or yes. the life that I want two years from now? Like because that visually, we can look at it. We could spend time exploring it. We can lean into it and we can have hope mm. that it's there. And so I think that's a great idea that's to great. foster this and maintain a, hope. This is an and, and approved activity. It is. is well, there. I've never done it myself though. I know, which is odd because you're really, you're a vision board type of person. Like I think I you'd really like that. I, am. I don't know why. I will try it. Maybe yeah. I'll try it and then like update people you did <laughs> down this, the road. You had the scrapbook. Before we had kids, the scrapbook kind of fell apart after we had kids. I worked on this like relationship scrapbook for years. Oh yeah. Like, it's pretty epic. Where is the scrapbook? It's in, it's, it's in the crawl space. We still have it. Oh, no, <laughs> no, it's 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 made it. I protected it. Okay. Because if you don't, I don't know if you remember this, Anne. And Anne's real big on like fire safety. So it's oh of, gosh, we've had I lots like of we like we've had fire drills at our house. Like she's <gasps> she's on board with the same people but, dying fires. Yeah, so I know, I know you're you're on it, and I, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but like one of the plans before we had kids was if the house is burning down for one oh, of us yeah. to grab the scrapbook. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Do you remember this? Oh my gosh, I feel like my care for the scrapbook has really gone down in recent years, yeah. especially since I didn't know where it was. But yeah, I pitted so much effort to the scrapbook. But one thing the scrapbook did is it, it gave me gratitude mm-hmm. and it gave me hope. And gratitude is another thing that I want to talk about. Sometimes if we're having trouble picturing the future or fostering hope if we can foster a little bit of gratitude for something somewhere along the way that can feed into hope as well yeah yeah and lots of people do gratitude you know every night a gratitude list and it it can really cultivate well it's just been shown to improve levels of happiness yes i've had lots of people talk to me about that in in terms of like okay my journey is going slower than i want i'm not exactly seeing the results i want right away but when i focus on a bit of gratitude even for small things it takes the pressure off it takes the fear off it cultivates hope it makes healing more enjoyable so that's definitely another thing and i think that pairs really well with the vision board too yeah and the last thing we were going to mention mm. is just collecting those small wins. Yes. 
like all those small wins, even that moment where I got hopeful in my office lying on the ground yeah. and the pain dissipated. It's a small win. It didn't, it came back. It still took me months after that to fully heal, Yeah. but it was a small win along the way mm-hmm. because what will happen is people get a setback, whether you're a setback lasts a number of weeks, maybe a few days, maybe it's a mm-hmm. month or two. But when we have this setback where the pain or symptoms increase, we need to remind ourselves of all the small wins we've had along the way. Mm-hmm. Because that's all evidence our brain and nervous system can do this. Yes. And that's evidence that it's working. So sometimes we're like, oh, I'm not, like, I'm not making progress. I'm not working. But those small wins are there. It's important to see those and acknowledge those because this can take time sometimes. It can take time for some people. It doesn't mean it's not going to work. And so acknowledging, okay, there's a small win here. There is a change there. Yeah all the things that we've covered today yeah. have huge implications long-term to cultivate a sense of hope Yeah, and hope can be healing. It really can be. And so spending time here as well, trying to cultivate that, even if it is really difficult for people to sit with that. Cause I think when we've been in despair for so long, it can be hard to lean into hope, Yeah, but building that up slowly is really essential to unlearning our pain and symptoms Mm -hmm. even if we just believe it's neuroplastic but we don't believe there's any chance we're going to recover your brain just is going to keep producing the symptoms Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. it's kind of like the line when your brain expects to heal your brain will start to heal yeah there's a lot of truth to that yeah that's why i was doing the visualization that kind of summed it up just in and of itself yeah I like that. And so we want to expect to heal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I hope this podcast episode was helpful for everyone. Mm -hmm. And we will see you again next week. See you next week. Take care. Thanks for listening. If you want to book in a session with one of our therapists, you can go to our website at painpsychotherapy.ca. You can also follow us on Instagram at Pain Psychotherapy, where me and Anne are posting content daily and are there to respond to your comments. Also, check out our YouTube channel, which is named Tanner Murtaugh MSW RSW.